The reason why I love what I do is because people can watch your work and feel something. They can cry or they can laugh or they can feel healed or they can start to question something. And it's a way that you can really like reach people. And I think the best way to do that is by being as open hearted and honest as you can in your work. Oh, I love that. I'm not saying you have to go straight on all vegan gluten-free. I'm not saying you have to get a oh. gym membership at it, but not. Yeah, not, not even I'm, a Big Mac. Just exactly. a little, not even a Big Mac, a little, little grand Big Mac. <laughs> Being an artist and trying to make it is really tough, no matter how much the sun shines and how many palm trees there are. It's still a little bit of a tough city, but it's definitely really beautiful and I really love it here and I definitely couldn't think of anywhere else to call home right now. But it definitely did surprise me a little bit and realized how tough it would be to kind of adjust it right away because it looks so beautiful. So I've never been here before until I moved so it's kind of like I kind of just threw myself into it. I'm glad I did but it took me definitely like over a year I think to really sort of feel comfortable and feel at home and sort of feel like I had a place here in the city. I was on the set of The Frighteners when I was seven years old in New Zealand. That's Peter Jackson's film. And I remember my mom having, you know, all this fake blood all over her. And she came over and was like, come here, honey, just, you know, lick mommy's arm. It's just corn syrup. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) Hilarious. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I'm the host and producer of this podcast and i am broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world sunny los angeles california the sun has set and the moonlight is now upon us my goodness it is good to be back on this microphone i've had a busy past couple of weeks so thank you all for being patient there I had a few festivals to attend, and it was a fantastic time to say the least. But I want to thank you all for joining me on this broadcast tonight. I also want to remind our listeners that you can listen to all of the episodes of this show if you subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link on our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. Please make sure you have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you need to have a few credits under your belt. We certainly value that for credibility. Also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone that this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We do not censor ourselves, and we sure the hell don't censor our guests. So please keep in mind that the views and opinions that might be expressed on this podcast may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a wonderful guest tonight, a wonderful actress by the name of Gabrielle Stone. And let me tell you a little bit about Miss Stone. Gabrielle Stone started acting at age 18. No stranger to the festival circuit, Stone starred in three festival-winning shorts, Henry, John, and the Little Bug, Sugartown, and Once When I Was Dead. She then leapt onto the big screen, starring in The Lighthouse opposite of Danny Glover. From there, she has begun carving her way into the industry with feature films like Fudge Track City, The Jazz Funeral, and An Old Man's Gold. In 2014, Stone starred in Lion Gate Speak, No Evil, and then went on to star in Anchor Bay's Zombie Killers, Elephants, 
graveyard. Stone then took two leading roles in the festival drama Stray and Grief. Last year, she could be seen in Ava's Impossible Things and Shot, Dance, Night, Obsession, and the highly anticipated film Death House. My God. After finishing her directorial debut, it happened again last night. Gabrielle wrapped filming on Tom Holland's Rock Paper Dead opposite of Michael Madison and Tatum O'Neill. Stone has finished the year working on the competition alongside Thora Birch and Chris Klein and a festival drama Swell directed by Justin Lee. Talk about a very, very busy last couple of years there. I'm really excited to share this discussion with you. I think she's doing some fantastic things. And many of you may know her by her wonderful mother, the lovely Dee Wallace. My God, and her father, the late Christopher Stone. Anyways, first-time listeners and long-time listeners, this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn. Sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. Miss Gabrielle Stone, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast here today. My goodness. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, my. So much to talk about. You're doing so many wonderful things. And gosh, let's start with your backstory. I love to give our listeners a little bit of context here. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started in the entertainment industry? Because I think your story is kind of fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, born in L.A., never left, probably never will, except for vacations. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up as a dancer and my both my parents were in the industry. My mom is Dee Wallace from right. E.T., The Howling Cujo. And my father was Christopher Stone, also um, a big soap opera actor, as well as Cujo, The Howling. And so I kind of grew up on set. It was like my second home. And it's just kind of where I fell into. <laughs> I always thought that I that I would want to be an actress, but I didn't really decide that I knew this is what I wanted to do until I did my first film. And then I remember walking off set and being like, I never want to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Was there pressure to do it? Just having such a decorated family? No, not at all. My mom has always said, you know, you can do whatever makes you happy as long as you're being safe and it's making you happy. <laughs> Did you believe her though when she said it? For the most part, yeah. yeah um yeah. I mean there was like a, a small <laughs> list of stuff that any mother doesn't want you to be right. doing. But um but uh, yeah, no, my mom has always been so supportive of me in whatever venture I decide. And, you know, I'm sure it was scary for her in a sense when I decided I wanted to take this career path. It's not necessarily the easiest path to go right when you were younger did you get a chance to like shadow her, her often yeah i yeah. was definitely i was on set with her on a lot of projects um if she ever my dad and her both had this decision that if they were ever on a project for more than a week that mm -hmm. was out of town then the family came so we got to you know do a lot of traveling i was on the set of the frighteners when yeah. i was 
seven years old in New Zealand. That's Peter Jackson's film. And I remember my mom having, you know, all this fake blood all over her. And she came over and was like, come here, honey, just, you know, lick mommy's arm. It's just corn syrup. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) Hilarious. Now, it's kind of interesting, I think, when you have a family that's in the business. Do you think like opportunities for you were easier or are easier because of that? First of all, I think mentally, is it easier for you? You know, obviously having the familiarity with the business, the process, the people around, you know, the cameras. But secondly, too, is it easier from a booking job standpoint? That's a great question. Um, And it's, you know, a two part question with a two part answer. As far as the booking jobs, no, not in my experience, at least. Yeah. If anything, it sometimes has helped get me into an audition room, Mm, but it's by no means been like, Hey, this is D Wallace's daughter. You should hire her. And then it's done. I wish it was that easy. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame in in wishing it was that easy, but, um, but as far as being on set, being comfortable there, yes, it's helped enormously being on set so much when I was younger, when I get on set now as an actress, it doesn't feel foreign to me. It feels Mm -hmm. very familiar and comfortable And I'm more comfortable on set in front of cameras, in front of a ton of crew than I am in, you know, other public settings. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So so it's definitely helped in that respect. Yeah. It's kind of like home for you, a second home, really. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be kind of weird if you weren't around sets. Yeah, it would. And I miss it when I'm not. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of fascinating like that. By the way, now, is there competitiveness that exists in your household now because of that? No. Hmm, uh, my, yeah, my mom and I are really boring. Like there's no feeding <laughs> <laughs> like, where my mom and I are best friends. She's like the closest person that I will ever have in my life. And no, I mean, she goes out for pilots. Yeah. I go out for stuff like, you know, she books something. I book something like we're both just awesomely supportive and happy for each other whenever that does happen. Very interesting. Does she ever like comment on your roles or vice versa? Do you all ever oh, you know, yeah. have fun with that? I think. No. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're also very brutally honest with each other. So <laughs> if I show her something and she thinks I suck. She lets me know that. However, (laughs) this is great because those moments when she's like, wow, you were really awesome in that, then it really, it holds more weight. And I, I'm the same way with her. She rarely sucks, but (laughs) on the occasion, (laughs) on on the very small occasion, she knows that I'm, that I'm honest with her and let her know that. So. It's a, it's a good person to have that like honest trust with because a lot of people, you know, sugarcoat things and will always tell you you're great and you're never always great. Right. (laughs) Have you ever (laughs) tried to, uh, imitate her? You know, I don't even, I don't even (laughs) have to try because I'm literally a carbon copy of her. I will never forget the first short film that I ever did. The director was, you know, familiar with my mom, obviously in her work. And, um, and I had this big like emotional scene where I had to start crying and I like look over and I scream and it's this whole big ordeal. And he yells cut and he turns to his producer and he's like, well, D Wallace is on set today. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we literally just, I mean, our body types, our mannerisms, we like randomly say things at the same time it's ridiculous how like we are so i i don't try to copy her in any sense but i think it naturally comes out because we're so alike right now this industry is crazy obviously 
you have your ups and downs, you know, your, your smiles and your frowns. And uh, I always wonder if there's anything that folks kind of learn later that they didn't know or they wish they would have known prior to. Is there anything for you that kind of sticks out? You know, because obviously there's a lot of things you learn along the way in the journey, but is there anything that kind of sticks out as something you wish you would have known prior to? Mm, That's tough because I feel like in my, you know, journey in this industry, I had my mom and dad to kind of watch and learn all the ins and outs of. Mm -hmm. So I was very well versed in the way the industry works. However, yes, it's extremely up and down and you're learning constantly on every different set, you know, different people, the way things work. But um, probably just to keep an open mind. Mm, yeah. There's been a lot of projects and especially the way that the industry is going now with like the rise of, you know, indie filmmaking and everything is done so differently. So really to just keep an open mind as far as like you'll go from being on really big budget extravagant sets Mm -hmm. to very stripped down minimal crew, you know, almost guerrilla style shooting. Yeah, Yeah. So and that and that one necessarily isn't better than the other when the product is put in front of you. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So for you, it's about the project. It's about the material. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've done projects where the whole time the cast is like, oh my God, like, what did we even get ourselves into? And then you see the end product and it's, it looks like a huge budget, amazing film. So you just really never know. And if you keep your mind and heart open and put your best work in, it really ends up serving the project. Oh, I love that. We well, think you always keep that, you know, that kind of thought process, that kind of philosophy. I hope I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's fascinating. I think what happens is folks get to a certain level, I guess you could call it level. And mm-hmm. it seems like the more decorated an individual gets, the less willing they are to try certain projects or to work with that independent filmmaker or, to work on that independent film project period. But then of course, independent can mean a lot of different things nowadays, but that's something I always wonder because certain things do change. I know I put you on the spot with that, but (laughs) it's hard to, it's hard to say, but (laughs) you know, it's a, it's something that I always wonder, uh, you know, for sure. You know, I don't think however, you know, big my career may get in the future. I don't think I will ever reach a point where, if a script really calls to me and is that good that I'm that compelled to do it, that it will matter per se what, you know, level of it it is. Right. That's awesome. Is there a role that sticks out as one of your uh, favorites, you know, particular performance recently that you've done that uh, sticks out? That I myself has do- yeah. have done or that yeah. I've seen? That you've done. Yeah. That you've played. Something yeah, where you felt I, like you um, were in the zone. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just did a indie feature called Swell, mm, yeah. and it's coming out later this year. It's it's a drama, drama right? with a lot of comedy woven into it, right. but it's a very like coming of age relationship story. And that was one of those scripts where I read it and was like, I have to do this. I do not care what the circumstances are. Like, what do I have to pay you to do this role? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, you played Vera. And, uh, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was my first, like my role of Vera 
is a lot of the comedy, which was so nice for me to do because I, you know, I am really strong in drama. So I do a lot of drama. I do my fair share of horror. Mm -hmm. So to get to be like the comedy in something was so much fun. Oh, good. Yeah. I had such a blast. And this was one of those things. We had a really small stripped down crew. There were four people in the cast. We started in Santa Cruz and road tripped literally from Santa Cruz all the way up to Oregon. Oh, awesome. And shot at different <laughs> ridiculously amazing locations along the way. Cool. And yeah, it was it literally like every part of the film looks like a National Geographic video. Oh, <laughs> like nice. It's, it's just yeah. stunning. And um, Justin Lee directed it. And it's just I saw like a very small portion of a rough cut and it's absolutely incredible and i cannot wait for people to see it Ooh, it's cool. like one that i'm very passionate about and very excited about oh fantastic we'll talk more about that too in our second half of someone want to come back to that in a second but what was it about that role that you know from an acting standpoint really got the juices flowing for you was it just the, the ability to play something that was really unique and that you haven't you know done before was it the uh the interaction with the other actors was it the material now if you had to pick out like like three things or maybe two things that really stuck out what would those things be besides like the script as a whole and yeah. how i as a human being felt after i read it the dialogue was just so great normally mm. as an actress and i know this sounds bad i'll go through a script i'm doing and be like okay i would never say that or i'm going to change this word to this or like, you know, I always have like little things that I want to adjust. I yeah. didn't feel like I had to do that at all in this script. Interesting. And the relationship between myself and the other lead girl, Summer Spiro, mm -hmm. was so great. Like, it's just this, it's such a real girlfriend friendship that mm. you get to see. And I remember the audition scene that I did I read it with my husband and he started laughing and was like, that's literally you. Like, you're not even doing anything. This is nice. literally stuff you would say. And it just felt so real. And then apart from the comedy of it, there were some really great dramatic challenges that I got to do in that role as well. So it was just like everything you would want in an amazing indie script, like wow. put in front of me. Oh, fantastic. It sounds like the writing, there was a connection there with the character and it friendship the relationship there's also some challenges there okay okay yeah it was a plate of juiciness as yeah. an actress <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah. now is there a role uh, that or a character that you've wanted to play but you haven't had an opportunity to play that particular role yet i think there's a bunch if i were to sit down and really think about it but one that immediately comes to mind this might be just because i just saw split yeah but uh i would love to do something with not necessarily like a personality disorder but mm -hmm. something that is some kind of mental illness yeah but in a role and a script that it's portrayed in a real respectful and like correct way mm, because yeah. i think i think a lot of times mental health isn't portrayed properly and i, I would love yeah. to do something that does that honors that and you know brings you know brings certain issues to light yeah absolutely such an important topic too as well mm -hmm. you can really flex those acting chops if you got the right material but i agree with absolutely. you absolutely 
and I, like you said, I think, you know, it's been interesting. I haven't seen a lot that have been pursued properly. I think mm-hmm. uh, that were really honest in their story time, but then there's been some that have been pretty good, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, a good one's hard to come by. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you recently, uh, wrote an awesome film and also have kind of made your directorial debut. Do you plan to do more writing and directing? Cause I want to talk about that film in the second part of this discussion, but do you, uh, you know, want to push your career more behind the camera instead of in front of it? I definitely Both. do. Yeah. I had, I had an amazing time directing the next project that I choose to direct. I will not be acting in or if i do it will be a very small role because mm-hmm. thank god on that film i had a co-director because yeah. it was too much being you know 100 percent in front of the camera and trying to be behind but i did love it from a creative standpoint and being able to direct and produce and like develop something right. was something that I really ended up loving and found that I was very good at. Um, I really liked bringing all the people together and finding the cast that worked well and going and scouting locations. Like I was very hands-on uh, mm, yeah. in that project and really enjoyed the developmental process of that. Oh, fantastic. Do you think that hurts or helps you book jobs in the future? Like, do you think you have to choose between one or the other? I always wonder. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I think, I think that our industry is moving towards a place where it's best if you produce and, you know, create your own stuff. I think as long as you're picking the projects that are right for you, then directing and acting goes very hand in hand. Yeah. And it's just when you want to do which one. Yeah. Although I think sometimes some actors suck at directing. Seriously. The, oh, no. 100%. <laughs> I mean, they have no <laughs> like. And, and, and I think they're saved by their cinematographer sometimes because I've seen some stuff where I'm like, oh, my God. And yeah. you, you could just tell that, you know, I think it's a different animal. I think having that experience, though obviously in front of the camera certainly helps with a certain aspect of directing and and I think in certain aspects of storytelling, but I've seen a little bit of both, a mixture of both, you know, some really bad, but then again, folks that are, I've seen some really crappy directing too. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting thing. I, I think it's awesome that people are challenging themselves to make more content and to write and tell stories that they want to tell. I think everybody has a voice. You know, you don't need to be locked into one particular category in the industry at all. So it's cool that you're doing both. And I think it's fantastic. It's cool that you want to do more of that too, as well. I'm looking forward to talking about, you know, the film you you know wrote and directed here, because I think it's a interesting subject matter to say the least yeah (laughs) (laughs) now what's been one of your uh, most enjoyable accomplishments thus far oh god yeah it's probably a question yeah okay well apart from swell which is what i you know touched on uh, that i had that that's very recent that i felt as an actress very accomplished by but Mm -hmm. i guess what pops out first in my mind is a film I did called speak no evil. Yeah. And it was a, a horror film that mm-hmm. was an indie that ended up getting picked up by Lionsgate. Yeah, and I had, I had been working for a while when I shot that, mm-hmm. but every film I had done, I was, you know, if I was a lead, it was a lead in an ensemble. Mm-hmm. And that was the first film where I was like, I was it, you know, if, if I failed, it failed. And I was in every scene and kicked ass. and it was a, <laughs> yeah. And it was a, it was a 
big challenge for me because it was also my first time playing a mother. Mm. And obviously I'm, I mean, I'm 28 now, but I was like, yeah. God, 20, 22, 23 yeah. when I shot that. Yeah, it, It's written that, you know, I have a 15 year old, but she's, you know, or sorry, not a 15 year old. I was 15 when I had my daughter and she's, you know, right. younger, but so that was like a big challenge for me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember growing a lot on that set and mm. feeling really supported by everyone that was there, like the crew and all my other actors and just a really good experience. Uh, and then the director of that, uh, his name is Rose, oh, yeah. was my co-producer, co-writer, yeah. co-director on the um, the short we just shot. So yeah. I've, you know, kept a very strong relationship with him and a lot of the people on that on that set I still keep in contact with. Oh, very cool. By the way, what's on your screen? You know, what are you watching right now? Do you have any favorite movies, TV shows? I know you just said you you watched that one movie. Split. Yeah, Split. Yeah. What did you think of that? M. Night. Oh my God, he is so talented. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Right. I mean, people need to give him some awards for that performance. It right. was just it was just mind boggling. Yeah. But and he I, wasn't I, even supposed to have that role at first, I believe. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. It was supposed to go to somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, he got it and nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. But, um, you know, I, I love a good horror film. Yeah, me too. But I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest, what I'm watching on TV, um, people are going to start rolling their eyes, but I'm a guilty pleasure bachelor fan. Oh my. But apart from that, you know, I love like how to get away with murder, Grey's Anatomy scandal, like, yeah. you know, the really good scripted yummy drama shows. Right. There's some good ones now. Ooh, so many. Oh, there's the, the TV level has gone through the roof. My like, God, it has. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you could see yourself on a show or two, which ones would you want to be on? Like, oh my God. watching now? All of them? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm literally bow down to Viola Davis. So oh, I, yeah. you know, how to get away with murder is very high on that yeah. wish list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, God, there's so much good TV on right now. Yeah. I mean, Nashville. Yeah, is, yeah, I keep hearing about it. It's so good. I keep hearing that. Gosh. It is. It's, it's really great. And, you know, oh, I was actually, it's so funny. I was at a Kodak film event last night mm. and a bunch of the kids that are starring in um, the new CMT show called Sun Records. Yeah. About, you know, the studio and how they, you know, discovered Elvis and mm -hmm. all the greats. And that looks amazing, too. Yeah. Like, they're crazy. they're turning out some good TV. Yeah. yeah it's insanity. It really, yeah. really is. My goodness. Huh. But it's good. And I'm hoping it'll raise the bar for, you know, the feature world to start, you know, focusing on some new, fresh ideas. Tell me about it. And new talent, too. I want to see some new faces and some features. Yep. You know yep. what I mean, goodness gracious, not that you know, <laughs> the, the existing talent's bad. It's just be nice to see some more uh, diversity in general. Yeah, this one's great. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it's interesting. By the way, is there anybody that you want to work with? You know, oh, my God, how much time do you have? There's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> a few. I mean, no, I'm kind of curious. Is there, like if you had to pick three people right now that you would just love to work with? Three people. Yeah. All right. Well, I just, not just, but recently finished Westworld and oh I have been in love with Evan Rachel Wood since yeah. I saw 13. I oh, think yeah. she is a genius and so cool. And yeah. so, you know, and I, you know, side note, think we could totally play sisters. We do nice. look similar. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> she's definitely would be high on that list. Nice. Ellen Bernstein. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I like one of the most impactful performances was her in Requiem for a Dream by far. Yeah, right. Um, and I just saw that she's um, doing her directorial debut. Oh, which really? Is like that'll be on my wish list as well since yeah. we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Let's go with like one of the you know no brainers like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah, Godly is so, fantastic. Ugh. Yeah. He's just brilliant. He's gotten robbed too many times, though. I think he's gotten shunned too many times. He's. I agree, so but he's still Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. so it's yeah. like you know. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, trophies or no trophies. Everybody's right. like knows where he stands. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh my goodness! Now, how do you prepare for a role yourself? Is there any strange things that you do? Do you have a certain preparation process? Obviously, I'm sure it varies, you know, per role. But is there anything that you do to kind of get yourself ready to go? Um, yeah, it it does vary from role to role. <laughs> I don't have some like crazy ritual, you know, preparation thing. I'm, I'm actually kind of boring. But um, <laughs> my technique is really to just learn, you know, dialogue verbatim. Mm, yeah. And then to get my energy really super high before I'm about to shoot and kind of be in the moment. Mm. Because I feel like if for me personally, if, if too much prep is done, then it starts to become acting as opposed to really being in the moment and living whatever is going on. Mm, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously if I'm playing something that is not, you know, somewhere close to who I am or what I've done, then, you know, research is required and, you know, it's, it, so it, it depends on the role obviously, but that's my, my main go-to. Right. Right. Do you like to do it alone when you prep? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I definitely like, especially when I'm shooting need that like time to decompress, especially after being on set. Right. Even if we wrap at like one in the morning, like I need to come home and watch TV for an hour mm, before I yeah. can actually go to sleep um, mm. to kind of like <laughs> come down from everything that's been going on. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely need my my alone time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good deal. What are you doing that alone time, by the way? Usually watching mindless TV. Oh, good. Like okay. I, I, I literally, if there's like a hard day on set, I come home and I need like mindless TV, like TV that I don't have to like seriously focus on. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Nothing wrong with that. I, yeah, I concur with you on that. <laughs> now, before we go to our break here, what qualities in your opinion does a good actor possess? You know, there's like the generic stuff that, you know, you want to be trained, you want to be, you know, whatever. But yeah. I, in my opinion, being able to keep an open heart and show honesty through your work. Mm. The reason why I love what I do is because people can watch your work and feel something. They can cry or they can laugh or they can feel healed or they can start to question something okay. and it's a way that you can really like reach people and i think the best way to do that is by being as open-hearted and honest as you can in your work oh i love that i love that well gabrielle i think this is a great place to take a short break and give you a chance to reset you've been so wonderful here and we'll also give our listeners a chance to reset because i want to come back here from the break and discuss some of the recent work that you've done it's quite phenomenal i don't even know are you like cloned a billion times because <laughs> my gosh you've got so many things going on it's unreal but uh <laughs> but yeah we'll take a short break here and uh we'll come back and talk with more 
of Miss Gabrielle Stone. After this break, do not go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a wonderful discussion here with Gabrielle Stone, and she has so kindly discussed her journey into the film and television industry. My goodness. For this half of the discussion, I do want to switch gears and discuss some of your latest work. So, my gosh, let's talk about the film you wrote and directed with Rose titled It Happened Again Last night and yes and my goodness you play page in this film and let me just give our listeners a kind of a short blurb little log line here page must choose between love and fear before she has no choices left to make my gosh sounds pretty riveting to say the least and i've got to ask you what your inspiration was you know behind the story and how long did this take to write you know we probably took about three months in total of going back and forth and doing different versions of the script. It started out as I had written something that I just wanted to do as an actress. Mm, Yeah. And it was completely different than what we ended up actually (laughs) shooting. (laughs) But uh, we decided to focus it around uh, domestic violence. Right. I feel that that is one thing that is not, you know, shown enough in a real way we ended up sitting down with a couple survivors of domestic abuse and um really tried to make what we were doing authentic in that way all right Mm -hmm. i also knew that i wanted to do something that highlighted lgbt and you know that whole world i have a lot of friends that are gay and i think it's important that cinema starts to normalize everyone's relationships, man, woman, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. So those are the two elements that, you know, are really in the film. I play Paige and she is stuck in an abusive relationship with a man and in love with her friend who is a woman. Mm -hmm. And it's about her trying to navigate through that and, you know, all of the stuff that ensues around her. I see. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, how long did you all take to shoot? Was it like a one day shoot, a couple days? We shot two days. I oh, wish cool. we would have had three. They were very, <laughs> they were very <laughs> intense two days. Yeah. But yeah, we shot two days, one day out in Thousand Oaks and one day oh, cool. in North Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, had an incredible crew and right. an incredible cast. Our cinematographer was Jason Crothers, who mm. shoots, you know, uh, Chicago Fire on NBC and came out to do this with us and just had so many amazing people Yeah, really respond to what a great script it was Good, nice. that they were just kind of, you know, called to do it, which is the best way to have people on a set together when everybody's very passionate about why they're there. Oh, great point. By the way, with the whole 
screenwriting process or whatnot, were you both in agreement pretty much in terms of the vision of it? Or did you kind of come you know, up with that vision together? For the most part. I mean, we went back and forth. Like I would do a pass. He would do a pass. Mm. <laughs> it's so funny because he, he will tell you that there are times where he sent me something and he's like, I knew you were going to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we balance each other out really well. Yeah. Everybody, when, you know, we told people that were getting involved that we were co-directing, everyone was like, oh, what? Two directors? That sounds horrible. You guys are going to yeah. argue all the time. And <laughs> we literally had not one disagreement the entire process wow, from writing fantastic. to directing. Like mm -hmm. we, it was just, it was great. And quite frankly, thank God we did it that way because that first day that we shot, I was in every single scene. Yeah. And when you're working on a tight budget and a, and a time constraint, you don't have, you know, 30 minutes to go watch playback and make sure everything looks good. Right. So you need that set of eyes, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in front of the camera, you need that other person there yeah. to support you and see the things that you're not seeing. So it really like was the best situation possible for this particular project. Oh, fantastic. By the way, the cast you mentioned too, did you already have them in mind prior to? Do you have some folks in mind? The only person that was in mind was uh, Alex Lynn Ward. I have mm, yeah. known her for years now. She's one of my very dear friends. Cool. I'm trying and, to get her uh, on the show, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I, will, she needs I will 100% set that up. <laughs> good, good. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, she's she's amazing. And yeah. she is known mostly for her comedy. She does a lot of stuff for Elizabeth Banks company, Hoo Ha Ha. Right. She's got a really big following as yeah. a comedian on YouTube. Yeah, and, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. And so this was a great opportunity for her to, you know, stretch her drama stuff, which she does very, very well. Nice. She just doesn't get as many opportunities to do it. Yeah, I think that's bullshit, so, by the way. You know, sorry to interrupt <laughs> you, but yeah, it seems like people pigeonhole folks like if you do a lot of drama you can't get comedic oh, roles yeah. and vice versa absolutely I, I can't i can't tell you how many people are like oh aren't you scared you're gonna get pegged as a scream queen and it's like uh, no because yeah. i do everything you know right right so i am so in agreement with you i think it's ridiculous right so i definitely had alex in mind cool she has been with me from the beginning when this was when we just shot the concept video and did our first round of fundraising like she has been with me from the very beginning Right. And then as far as everybody else, once we had the script locked, we started, I started reaching out to people that I knew I wanted. Mm -hmm. Amanda Weiss, uh, who, you know, is Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like <laughs> every other show in existence. Yeah. Uh, I know her. Yeah, I know her from doing conventions and from the horror circuit. So she, I sent her the script and she immediately was like, yes, nice. absolutely. She's also one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Mm, yeah. Like nice. it's, it, it's almost like you want to look at her and be like, are you real? <laughs> <laughs> She's so sweet and so yeah. talented. So we brought her on and then my mom and I both have a relationship with uh, Chris Mulkey mm, yeah. from, you know, Twin Peaks, mm -hmm. Grimm, mm -hmm. like literally yeah his credit list is yeah, <laughs> just <ridiculous>. stupid <laughs> sanity so we brought we sent him the script and he you know responded to it and was like yes absolutely it was yeah it was really like we didn't even i wish we could say you know like we held castings and we had to send it to a bunch of people but literally like every person we reached out to for a specific role immediately was like yes done please oh, so wow. um 
yeah. And then we brought in um, Randy Wayne for the lead guy. And we just had like our, the whole cast just turned out to be so perfect for what yeah. they were doing. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. My yeah. God, such a talented <laughs> cast. Dude. It's, oh, it's so fun uh, just to talk about these things. It's it's uh, really exciting. By the way, uh, did you have any complications? Were there any difficulties with the uh, set? Obviously, you're in a limited time schedule, but you've got some good hands on deck there. Did you have any difficulties? Most difficult parts of it? No, everything was absolutely flawless. Oh, my. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> no, yes. I mean, the first day yeah. we were, you know, really running, you know, tight on time. Right. And there were stunts our first day. So we had to like... We didn't have any rehearsal days, so we had to, you know, use specific time to work out those stunts. And wow. we had FX makeup going on. So, yeah, it was a lot. But as far as anything, like, drastically being like, oh, my God, the camera broke, like, nothing big <laughs> like that, thankfully. <laughs> right, right. For the most part, it was a pretty easy shoot, dare I say. <laughs> mm, good, good deal. Good, good deal. And, I mean, it's been in the making so long for for the core group of us that, um, mm. We're so excited that people are finally going to get to see it. We're we're doing yeah, our world now, premiere. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing our world premiere in March at the Pasadena International Film Festival. Right. So that yeah. will be the first of our you know festival leg, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're excited that people are finally going to get to to see it. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, that trailer, my God, looks intense. You all are at the yeah. table there. I'm like, oh <laughs> my! <laughs> and you know, funny enough, that was a. That was one of our obstacles that turned into be a happy accident. That mm. dinner table scene was originally we had a three shot, uh, a three setup for that shot. Yeah, probably like two way shots and then long yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. And um, and we just did not have the time. We we were gonna you know run completely out of time. So we decided to make the call and do that one slow dolly tracking yeah. shot, and literally the entire scene is that one shot. I love and it. And it's one of the most powerful moments in the film. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm curious about that. Oh, yeah. My. Luckily, our deep, luckily, our DP, like Jason is a master. And, right. you know, he was like, don't worry, it's going to be great. And like, we got it. And like, I think we did that one take four times just to get the dolly nice. track, you know, nice. and the performance, right. Yeah. But it, it's one of the most powerful moments in the film. So it was a it was a good thing we were crunched on time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So how can folks really stay up to date with everything that's going on with this particular film? Uh, it's on Facebook. If you type in It Happened Again Last Night, there's a page that you can like, and all of our info gets posted on there. It's also on Instagram under the same name and on Twitter as well. So it's all on social media, and then you know I post about it as well. But... um but yeah, the screenings will all be released there and awesome. so people know where they can go to see it. Oh, fantastic. You got anything yeah. else? Any other uh, ideas in the, you know, the, the oven there in terms of you know, projects that you want to write into? Obviously, you're still uh, running, you know, your course with this particular film. But is there anything else, any ideas that you're kind of working out there? Because I know the creative mind doesn't stop. So I would yeah. imagine there is. I'm definitely I'm definitely just starting to put feelers out and look nice. around for what I want. I'm not sure if it's going to be something I write, but it'll definitely, I definitely do want to line up whatever I will be directing next for sure. Oh, fantastic. Good. The end of the end of last year, I got luckily very packed with some 
some acting stuff. So I yeah. wasn't even focused on that. Pact is but an now, understatement. My God. Now I'm, yeah. Suffocated now, with it. I mean, wow. Oh, I love it. It's I love awesome. being suffocated with Fantastic. it. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's just tremendous. My God. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it sounds like good things are ahead with that. And Godspeed on that. I'm curious to Thank see. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, got to definitely keep us posted there. I'll be stalking your timeline to see what's yes, happening. Yes, please. Stalk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come check that out. Pasadena. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, Rock Paper Dead. Let's, uh, yes. I want to talk about acting a little bit because it would behoove me not to because you just have been working your ass off. I don't even know how you <laughs> find time to do all of this. This is insanity here. My gosh. <laughs> It's it's like you're going to run out of pages on IMDb. It's like insanity. Oh, we can only wish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fantastic. Now, yeah, Rock, Paper, Dead. Can you do, let's talk about, you know, some of the projects too that I think you have in post-production because you've got some in pre-production, you've got some post, you've got some that are still, you know, filming. So Rock, Paper, Dead is um, a pretty epic horror film. Uh, We (laughs) shot it in September. Yeah. The director is Tom Holland, who, of course, is, you know, Child's Play, Fright Night, all the amazingness. So it was awesome to get to work with him, especially, you know, coming up in the horror genre. Right. It was just, it was just awesome. And um, (laughs) my particular role I shot with Luke McFarland from, you know, Brothers and Sisters. And he was such a sweet amazing human being like mm, yeah i mean we were doing the most ridiculous like you know horror stuff yeah. and, and it was just we had such a blast on set together nice and he's so talented like i think people are really gonna freak out when they see him in this <laughs> type of role it's just nice. gonna be like wait what <laughs> and it's just got such a stellar cast i mean it's you know That's tatum awesome. o'neill yeah. marine mccormick michael madsen like they really did a great job putting it all together oh fantastic yeah i and like I the think... title alone the title alone just yeah it just uh looks like it's gonna be insane but that cast is as you said yeah. killer so mm. yeah no i think i think horror fans are gonna appreciate the um the new fresh uh serial killer oh my cannot wait yeah okay yeah oh geez swell again let's talk about that a little bit sure you know obviously you spoke about that in the first half of the discussion and you know how wonderful of an experience that was what was the set like for that well it was interesting because as i said we started in santa cruz and it was literally you know a very stripped down crew and then the four of us that were cast And um, we went from Santa Cruz all the way up the one. So along the coastline, all the way up to uh, Astoria, Oregon is where we ended. So it'd be cold, right? um, You know what? Looking back on it, it's almost kind of ridiculous. It rained one day Uh that we were on the road. Yeah. And this was like uh, September to October. We should have had weather issues, but it rained one day that we shot and it happened to be the day that was like a very like it called for rain oh, almost perfect like nice. after after we like realized what what we were shooting that day it was like oh this yeah. is so good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean awesome. we we went through god i can't remember all the places but newport okay and just like all the way up these amazing locations that i i swear every time we stopped and they were like this is where we're shooting today it was like what yeah how does this place even exist? Like cool. it was just 
you forgot that you were so still close to California. It was just, it was, it was, it was insane. Mm. It was insane. Um, It's really like a moving set. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no, no. Like we would drive like to the next location. We would stay at base camp and like, you know, obviously like production would take us to wherever we were shooting for the day. And then, you know, we would be in one location, one general location for three days and then pack everything up, move to the next place, you know? So it was very exhausting. It was probably one of the most emotionally and mentally exhausting shoots I've ever done. Um, I feel like every time I finish something, I'm like, Oh, I can do anything if I've done this. And then the next (laughs) one's harder, (laughs) but, um, but it was, it was so gratifying as an actress. And I, literally those three other cast members yeah. we are fully bonded for life like it's just oh, I love we that. we came home as like a new family yeah it, and they're i i so lucked out having such talented actors to work with on that project it uh it was it was great oh phenomenal how about grief uh another trauma grief um grief is a festival film mm-hmm. i actually shot it four years ago maybe it was one of it's kevin phipps who's the director who actually came out to work with us on it happened again last night yeah it's his big passion project so it's something that they've done as they could over time and it's a it's a really intense drama wow but like beautifully beautiful beautifully grieving drama (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i think I think this is the year that they're finally going to be able to send it off to festivals. And I can't Great. wait to see the finished product because it's, it's, it's intense. Oh, my. <laughs> fantastic. Cool. Glad to hear that's, you know, coming to a close. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes a while. So folks don't understand it. Sometimes it takes a couple of years or, you know, there's parts of projects that take time. Yeah. Especially, you know, in the indie world, like mm-hmm. there's, there's filmmakers who will take projects, you know, for the financial stability and then focus on the stuff that their heart is really called to and sometimes that takes you know however long it takes right yep how about dead quiet dead quiet was actually directed by rose Mm -hmm. again um i i work with him all the time now which i love (laughs) but uh kip weeks uh, is the lead in that from the strangers Mm -hmm. and it's a a really cool fun little horror film i think that is in the final stages of post right now so that should be released somewhat soon that location had to be fun right (laughs) we shot in um detroit yeah and in the middle of winter and (laughs) it was absolutely freezing and Uh, i'm such a baby being from la (laughs) it's just like um but it was fun like luckily it wasn't one of those shoots where they're like it's winter but you're in a bikini i was like i'm only doing this if i'm like Uh, fully clothed the entire time (laughs) uh, hilarious cool but yeah we had a great time on that oh good deal good deal is that dropping soon it should be right some poster. Yeah, it should it should be out later this year. Okay. So I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Don't quote me on it, but so I hear. Okay, very cool. Very, very cool. The competition. Yeah. Yeah. You played <laughs> Ashley in that, a comedy romance. Yes. That is a full on rom com. Oh. Um my God. which was yeah, which was again it uh, I shot that right after Swell. I literally flew back from Oregon when we finished and then went back to Oregon to shoot the competition like a week later. And it's with Chris Klein from, you know, all the American pies and Thora Birch. And, uh, 
it was such a fun shoot. I, um, I definitely fell in love with the, uh, the vibe that is a comedy set. <laughs> uh, salute to that. Yeah. And, uh, I play a stripper in it and yeah. I am so proud and no shame in that. It was like one yeah. of the best times I've had in a oh, short period of a set. <laughs> right. Right. By the way, I need to ask you what your thoughts are on nudity in general and film and, you know, sexuality. Cause I think Americans were like, wow. Well, I, I, there's some so words that I would use. To yeah, it. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We're really. Yep, I know. We suck. Um, my, <laughs> we suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's my, like, come on. My, my initial thought or stance, I guess, on it is if it's serving the script. Yeah. And if it's pushed, if it's serving the story, that's one thing. If it's gratuitous or over the top or, you know, unnecessary, then that's not, you know, power to the people that do that. That's not my jam. Right, right. I have always said that I am not opposed to it. I will do it if it's a project that I am that passionate about, or it's going to win me an award, something like along those lines. Absolutely. But I will never, I, I won't ever be covered in blood running around with my top off. I just don't have the, I don't have the rack for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, you know, it is <laughs> what it is. Funny. I do think it's overdone uh, in our industry. Unfortunately, yep. there's nudity that I look at that's like, okay, I understand. Right. For example, Westworld, yeah. that that served a purpose. Yeah. There's, you know, there's certain certain times where it calls for it and I understand it. But um, I actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, I, I actually was cast as one role in Rock, Paper, Dead. Mm, yeah. And then they decided they had to have that section of one of the scenes be topless. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, I, I can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. And so they ended up switching me to the other role that I ended up playing. Oh, interesting. In that film. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Hmm. I see. Huh. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's because I think it's interesting. I, I always uh, like to hear actors perception of, you know, nudity and, that it's 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 kind of like sometimes taboo and i always wonder why it is and i i can see where it'd be an issue but then i can i can kind of not see where it would be an issue too as well i see it from both lenses i i just do i think it's certainly got to be necessary for the role for sure but yeah absolutely yeah but but other than that it's just like i'm watching people's heads getting sliced off on tv on primetime tv I know. like i know and you know like naked who cares i know and I unfortunately I think that we're so numb to it now. Yeah. That like that's almost like that's a scary thing to me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, like it's it's it's, it's not even shocking anymore. Right. Mhm. Mm and uh crazy. you know like when that when that season premiere episode of Walking Dead yeah, which aired, awesome. people so awesome. Oh, I know, it was so great. People <laughs> were like, "Wait, this is really violent." And it was like, "Yeah, like are yeah. you hello everything else on tv is really violent <laughs> exactly. or really naked or yep. really pushing the boundaries yep. so you know it's out there it's part of our industry but i think it has to be done for a purpose and in a tasteful way mm, right got gotcha on that by the way what was the most enjoyable part of playing that role <laughs> you know? i am um, the director on that harvey lowry i had previously worked with on a, a film called dance night obsession which should be out later this year as well but um we just had such a good time and I knew the other 
woman that was playing the other stripper. Her mm-hmm. name's Betsy. And yeah. we just had such a blast. And one of the guys, actually, um, yeah. David Blue is in that film. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like showing up on set. It was like a summer camp vibe. Nice. Cool. Good. <laughs> and everybody was so nice. Yeah. Chris Klein was so sweet. And uh, yeah, it was just like a fun vibe. And we were shooting right. like like a bachelor party scenario. So we had like blow up dolls and like <laughs> condom balloons. Like it was ridiculous. Oh, it was absolutely my. ridiculous. But <laughs> so much fun. And I think if I wouldn't have known everyone like everyone or you know a handful of people then it might have been a little less fun and kind of awkward but it was just so ridiculous that you had to laugh and it was awesome it was fun oh fantastic (laughs) ah gosh there's so much you have going on that we could talk about but then we'd be here all night and you would you know yell at me so i'm not gonna have you yelling (laughs) at me (laughs) but i need to ask you know what's next for you obviously there's so much going on but is there anything else that we should look out for that we haven't really discussed that you would like to mention while I have you on air because, you know, we've got so many projects in production or posts. It's just insane. Yeah. I mean, the ones that we, you know, touched on in depth are the ones that are, you know, releasing this year that people should be looking out for specifically. I'm ramping up, like I said, to do the festival run with it happened again last night. So that's going to be taking up uh, a good amount of time. And, and yeah, you know what? I, I don't know what's coming next in the immediate future but good things but yeah yeah <laughs> well i've got to do something here to you gabrielle that i do to all of my guests and oh it sucks doing this to you because you've been so wonderful so kind and Uh-oh. oh this is just oh, i'm telling you this is just absolutely wrong it's just jacked up what i'm about to do to you but uh, i'm gonna give you a second here to take this in and just uh, think about whether or not you are ready for this i i don't know but i'm gonna say hit me with it <laughs> what you're just gonna dive right in here you're not even gonna take just you know 10 seconds to just kind of think this over no no i feel like it's better to just you know hit me with it head on <laughs> my god you just go right after things well <laughs> gabrielle this is the part of the show where i ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. All that drama for that, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, this fun fact can't be any fun fact. This has to be something that people don't know about you. So, folks listening to this who know you, they got to be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you said that on oh, the After Dark Podcast. And the spotlight is on you. The floor is yours. You dove in. You took the red pill. And now you've got to answer so fun fact <laughs> oh lord there's just so many things to mm. <laughs> all right oh my god it's like the pressure of <laughs> having to say something and now i'm like oh god <laughs> I love that. okay my all-time <laughs> favorite thing is to have my head rubbed and tickled. So oh, like, oh nice. uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so like every night when I get into bed, my poor husband, I'm like, oh, babe, babe, please, please rub my head, rub my head, and that it's is fantastic. Just, it's like it's it's ridiculous. It's therapeutic, but it puts you to sleep. See, I had I had a girlfriend once who used to do that, and it was the most soothing thing in the world. So that's a little fun it's, fact. That is, it's amazing. It I is. would pay someone to like 
be my head scratching person. <laughs> my mom, my mom will do it anytime just to have yeah. me like laying in her lap like her little girl. But my husband's always like, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wonderful fun fact. You've got to somehow you, you know what you need to do now. You got to that just needs to make its way into one of your stories. You know, that's a that's a good bonding yes. moment there. That's that yes. is a cool Fun fact that is a really and a cool good ex- one. And that'll be a good excuse for me to like Get do take tonight. after take of someone rubbing my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good deal. I love that. That's a really cool fun fact. One that I can relate to. That's, that's a good nice. one there. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Now we are close to the end of the program. You've been so kind here. I got to ask you this. If you weren't acting, I mean, you've really been exposed to this industry rather long. I mean, really for years ever since you were young I, I always wonder like what would you do if you weren't doing this acting thing what mm-hmm. would folks be doing if they weren't in the entertainment industry what would you be doing i would probably be doing choreography yes yeah, in like video the dance world nice yeah. you, you kick ass at that i was like thank wow. you yeah thank you cool. yeah do you still do no it? i am um, i off and on i did a i did a music video yeah god that was probably like a year and a half ago now but yeah off and on like i'll i'll do guest choreographies at dance studios and stuff so but that's like a big passion of mine i i really when i was teaching uh, back in my teaching days that was my my favorite thing was to set really great choreography on a group of dancers so probably that i mean that's still like in the same creative umbrella i guess but that's you know that's the umbrella I'm under. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. By the way, any particular style of choreography? My okay. favorite is contemporary. Mm, yeah. Just because because I'm an actress and you can, you know, bring so much emotion into that. I would yeah. I would do acting exercises with my with my advanced girls and like have everybody crying like while they were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty so yeah, it's definitely contemporary. Yeah. You like <laughs> I love hip hop though too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think dance is awesome. It's a really cool form of expression and release. It's Absolutely. Fantastic. Huge, huge form of expression. Yeah. Any other things you would do? Anything else? You, um, you know? I don't know. I mean, yeah. everything I'm going to say is going to be creative. So probably writing. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You just have the creative bone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could do anything that wasn't that. It's in my blood. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, is there any advice you would give or like to share with someone who may be listening to this podcast and may want to do what you're doing right now, but maybe they don't have the resources. Maybe they don't have the courage. Maybe they just don't know where to begin. Is there any advice you would give that individual that might be listening that might need a word of advice? Yeah, totally. I have been where you have been. I still in many ways am where you are. Go to an acting class that you feel safe in. Be courageous and not be afraid to fail. Keep your heart open. Go to as many auditions as you can just to practice and, you know, make sure it's something that you really want to do because it is mm. not worth it if you don't love it. Yeah. You got to almost be all in or not in at all. Absolutely. So true. Really good advice right there. Now, gosh, feel free to plug anything, you know, Twitter, website, talking. Oh, folks yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on every social platform at Gabrielle Stone. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, come find me, send me a message if you, you know, listened. And I love hearing, you know, that people are engaging and talking to people and all that fun stuff. Yeah, good deal. Well, Gabrielle, it's been a f- phenomenal time here tonight. I really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us tonight. 
Absolutely. uh, I had a great time. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It was fascinating stuff to say the least, at least hearing your kind of like the genesis of your career and also some of the recent projects that you've been working on. It's uh, some really fun stuff coming up. My gosh. So uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely would love to have you back for an update here and uh, Godspeed with this awesome short that you've uh, Thank you. I will send you the info. You can come join us at Pasadena. Oh, hell yeah. It's fantastic. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I think it's time to fade out here. What do you think? All right. Fading away. All right, folks, we are going to fade out here. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Gabrielle Stone. Man, make sure you keep her (laughs) on your radar, folks. And we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show and hopefully you are feeling inspired. Spending a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening and we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Miss Gabrielle Stone. What a great discussion that was. Make sure you check out everything that she's doing. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this podcast tonight. Obviously, this podcast cannot exist without you listening, so please continue to spread the word about this podcast. I greatly appreciate that. Show someone how to follow us on Twitter. Show someone how to access us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just look up Cinema After Dark. 